1: Cadillac, joined by Alex Barth, the first off-season show. We've called it an off-season show all year. Uh, That's exactly what it really is, and so we're going to get right into it. Uh, The Patriots season is over. Patriots season came to an end in Buffalo this weekend, uh, 35-23 final score. Um, The Bills have, Patriots kept it tight for a little while, um, sort of fizzled out towards the end, some key special teams mistake. Um, I'm sure we'll get to all that throughout this entire off-season, but Again, let's first talk about that Bills game, and uh, then we'll get into you know kind of what we need to see this offseason. Um, what do you think? Well, first of all, let's talk about Naheem Hines because as much as a Patriots fan, I am, and I want them to win and make the postseason because it's you know it's better for us uh, in this job as well. The way Naheem Hines took that uh, kick return at the beginning of the game was just poetic. It was outstanding. I thought it was the perfect way to continue on this amazing, you know, DeMar Hamlin story and journey. what do you think of that?
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, going to be right up there with the all time heart stirring uh, sports moments. Right. You know, the, the first one that came to mind for me was uh, the D Gordon home run right yeah. after Jose Fernandez passed in Miami. You also have the, the Red Sox walk off against the Royals after the marathon bombing. Right. That's right up there with those. Yeah. So a, a cool moment to witness obviously unfortunate that it knocked the Patriots out of the playoffs and we'll get into the special teams unit. But, yeah. um, yeah, you're going to, you're going to be seeing that on highlight tapes forever.
1: Yeah. So, uh, Patriots off, let's start with the offense. Let's start with the bills game. Then we'll get into the, the whole off season plan. Let's start with the offense. Um, I didn't think Mac Jones – I thought Mac Jones played a good game. I've seen a lot of Twitter discourse and, you know, reactions with the three interceptions, but Mac goes 26 of 40 for 243 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions. All three interceptions I didn't necessarily think were his fault, especially the one uh, in the end zone, third and 19 to Hunter Henry. I thought that you have to take a shot play there, Alex, and that's basically what he did, and uh, it didn't work out his way. Many things have sort of led up to that this season. The fact that that doesn't get completed, and it all sort of you know came out in the in the water there, I guess. So, what do you think of how Mac played in the offense as a whole? Because again, they were they were tied at half. Is that correct? So they going to the halftime tied. Yeah, I I thought yeah. you that
0: game was kind of the perfect microcosm of the Patriots season where there were flashes, and, and you know when we sit here and we talk about. Hey, Mac can still be the guy. Hey, it's too early to move on from Mac Jones, all of that. When we sit here and talk about that, a lot of what you saw in that game is what we're talking about. But there was too much to overcome at the end of the day. You know, you talk about that third and 19 interception. Oh, what's he doing? Throwing that ball. How about don't get in a third and 19 to begin with? Don't run a draw on second and 20. Don't commit that penalty. And. I, like, I, I don't know how much we need to talk about the Bills game, Mike. We can get into it more if you want. Yeah, but this this kind of perfectly encapsulate this take that people, Patriots fans have right now that is driving me up a wall. And I talked about this on the Sports Up Patriots podcast, which is up right now on 985thesportsup.com. And I want to bring it to this show as well. And I'm going to bring it to Catch-22 with Evan Lazar sure. on Thursday because it is so freaking frustrating, this – disqualifying trait that Mac Jones has in some people's eyes that he can't overcome the flaws. And and that's the reason to move on from him that he can't overcome all these flaws. I don't know, Mike, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm in the minority here. Maybe I'm wrong. But to me, the problem should not be that the quarterback can't overcome flaws how about you just fix the flaws?
1: Yes, yes, I'm How with you. We've done you this so many, too many flaws. times here. Right.
0: I don't know why we have to do this. Where it's, We'll just go get a quarterback who can fix the flaws, who can cover up all the flaws. You mean like one of maybe three guys on the planet you Spend spent 20, 30 years, maybe get the guy, and they can be mediocre the rest of the time. I feel like people are so disconnected as to the goal here. The goal is not to have the best quarterback. The goal is to win the most games. And, yes, sometimes those things overlap. They certainly overlapped here for 20 years. But that's not real life, that the quarterback is just going to cover up everything that's wrong with the team. If you have a guy that's NFL capable, I think Mac Jones is. I don't know for sure, but I think there's a good chance he is. And I would rather take the, the one more year to find out than dive back into the quarterback carousel in a year that is horrible. Horrible for quarterbacks in all areas. It, don't talk to me about Lamar. He's not really available. He's right. not. There's no...
1: They're drag- going to keep... The, they have they kept the franchise tag open today as well. They just signed Roquette right. Smith on term. Right. So they're going to tag him there.
0: Not a good draft for quarterbacks. Not a good free agency class for quarterbacks. Trade market doesn't look great. How about instead of hitting the reset button when you have some good pieces that you throw out the window if you go full reset. I'm talking about... Kyle Duggar, Ramondre Stevenson, Matthew Judon. How about instead of, of hitting the reset button, and yes, in the chat, they're becoming the Colts and going from Carson Wentz to washed Philip Rivers to washed Matt Ryan. How about instead they'll of- probably, They'll up, probably
1: end up with Derek Carr this off season too. So they're just going to do that right. again. How about
0: instead of trying to find the quarterback that magically erases all these flaws who, by the way, that quarterback doesn't exist. How about instead of blowing it all up to find that quarterback you actually just fix some of the flaws that exist and then Man. see what the quarterback looks like. Maybe he picks up where he left off in 2021.
1: Right. And it's keeps crazy. Going
0: with that momentum. And suddenly you're clicking and you know what? Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe, he doesn't. Maybe Mac really is bad. Maybe he's as but give bad. Him a as- fair shake. Give him a damn fair well, shake. Here's I'm with the you. Thing. Right. Maybe he's as bad as some of the people in this chat say, I don't think he is. Maybe maybe he's worse than Zach Wilson, like some people in the chat like to let's, say. Let's, let's right. Relax, maybe yes. maybe Bailey Zappi's miles better than him, than, like some people in the chat like to say. I don't agree. But if you are going to move on from Mac Jones, don't you want the next guy to be in a spot where there aren't so many flaws to overcome? It's become this thing. And, and, and Bill said it when Bill was asked at that end-of-year press conference, You know, is Mac the quarterback going forward? And he talked about needing to be better all around offensively. People took that as some sort of indictment on Mac Jones, that he can't cover up these issues. And and as Bill saying, he needs to cover them up. If that's how Bill feels, Bill's wrong. Because saying that a quarterback needs help has become some sort of dirty word. And it's not. Every quarterback needs help. If the Chiefs don't win the Super Bowl this year, you know what people in Kansas City are going to be talking about? Getting Patrick help, Mahomes yeah. more weapons to replace Tyreek Hill. Does Patrick Mahomes suck? Well, according to the logic of a lot of these fans who are knocking Mac Jones, yes. Mahomes sucks as well because he can't cover up every flaw. Right. So I, I know you want to get into the Bills game, but I just... No, we don't We don't have to. We
1: can go right into the offseason. As I'm we with get you.
0: started for the offseason, This is my big overarching take that Mac Jones not being able to cover up every single flaw on a team that had a ton of flaws offensively is not a reason to move on from Mac Jones. Right. It's a reason to fix the flaws. I don't know why we're trying to go all the way around the building to get in the back door when the front door is wide open and right in front of us. That's my
1: rant. No, I'm with you. I I agree. And especially the quarterback's around the league that are either available in free agency available for trade or available for draft to draft. It's not really a great class. The top of the class in the draft is your Bryce young and your CJ Stroud, but you're not at that point, And you're not going to trade more assets to get up there when you already have 14 and you have a quarterback who you just drafted at 15, two years ago, Derek Carr is a worse, more expensive Mac Jones, Lamar Jackson, and older. Is not Don't forget older Don't and forget older. older. So it's, that's going to be a quick fix that, I mean, why would Derek? Would Derek? If Derek Carr saw what just happened here a year ago, why would he even want to end up here anyway? Right? I right. mean, it could happen via trade and things like that, but I just don't see that. And then, as far as Matt Jones goes, they literally did nothing for him this year. You look at the tape from his rookie year; he's a confident player. He has, you know, better pieces around him, uh, especially on like the you know the offensive line, and he has a competent offensive coordinator who's able to, you know, curate an offense around him and run plays back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. That makes sense. Get down the field and score touchdowns. Matt Patricia didn't do that this year, and it would be an absolute debacle, travesty, fireball offense if he's still back here next season. I'm 100% with you. They cannot run this back the way they did. They have to give Mac another chance. They have to give him a fair shake. online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season, everything from NFL and bowl season to esports, You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. For the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events, head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. If it doesn't work out this year, that's when this is the big year because that's when the 50-year option comes into place, right? So right. but Again, even if it doesn't work out, you're still
0: improving it for the next guy. There's this idea right. that if you just swap the quarterback and swap the offensive coordinator, suddenly everything's different. What, you're going to bring in Derek Carr and, and Bill O'Brien, and despite having no tackles, right. and despite his number one wide receiver being, what, Nelson Aguilar, he's going to throw for 5,000 5, yards, and they're going to win 14 games? Right. Either way, even if you, here's my point. Even if you don't think Mac Jones is the guy, why is improving the offense around the quarterback situation in a year where again, a better quarterback is not available. Right. Why is that such a bad idea? Why is there so much pushback on that? Is why is there so much vitriol towards Mac Jones that getting him out the door needs to be the first priority? Like again, It's so far down the list of problems. The 49ers are going to the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy. Mm -hmm. It is not about having the best quarterback. As fun as that is, and I miss it, I do. It is not about having the best quarterback. It is about winning games however you can. And unless this team wants to hit the total reset button, which would be a bad idea, why don't you build around the guy you have who might actually belong in the league and see if you can win some games that way? Why not? Why Why is that so off the table of some people?
1: It, it it doesn't make sense. I think it's people just finding a scapegoat to get mad at because they trust Bill so much and they're the, the Bill Belichick is the goat. And he is, but people are so quick to dismiss everything else besides Bill and the decisions he's made. And they forget that, okay, maybe Mac Jones is actually pretty good. And they have literally given him nothing. And like you said, they don't even want to try and build around it. They just want to, everyone was too, you get too comfortable with Tom Brady. And I get that happens. And so as soon as one guy comes in, it's like, and he stinks for a game. It's like, oh, he's not the guy. He can't do what Brady did. No one can do what Brady did. Mac Jones needs pieces around him. Like almost every single quarterback does. Like you said, the chiefs didn't win it all last year. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football. You need to continue to build around these guys. And the fact that, you know, like you said, I don't understand why you wouldn't want to, you know, Max not good because he can't make the guys around him better. First of all, that's not necessarily true. And secondly, it just, why wouldn't you want to put better pieces around someone? Like you said, I agree. Whoever it's crazy. it is, whoever right. it is. Yeah. Well, why are we using
0: those? Cause to, again, to get the quarterback that these people want. All right. So get a guy in the draft. There's two quarterbacks in this draft better than Mac Jones. They're probably going two and three overall. Right. They're definitely going in the top five. Why expend all those assets when you have those other holes? When you plug one of them, and look, I, I I really like Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. They, they're not overcoming these flaws. They're not. Like, Mac's right. not. They're not either. So, okay, now you're going to suck with that guy, and he gave up a bunch of assets to go get him. All right, you want Lamar? That's it. That's your last addition. Between right. the money that's going to cost you and the picks that's going to cost you. Look at look at the spot. And I'm not saying Lamar would be as bad as Russell Wilson, but the Broncos looked like they're a quarterback away. They the number two defense in football last year. Great receivers, a great offensive line. So they they couldn't make that move where they have no room to add for the next two to three years. Right. The Patriots cannot. They can't afford to do that. That's not me saying I wouldn't take Lamar, but It's He's not going to fix everything, and I just also don't think he's available to them. I just really don't. I don't think
1: he's available either. I kind of want to just table that because I don't think that's going
0: to happen. Who do we do? I forget. We did this with somebody last year. There was somebody that clearly wasn't going to be available. It wasn't a quarterback, and everybody kept it. Oh, Odell. We just put a big disclaimer on it at the beginning of the offseason. Let's do this now for Lamar. He's not coming here. He's not. I'm sorry. I love it. It would be very cool. He's not. If he goes anywhere, it's Miami or San Francisco. I really think so. So,
1: I saw. Uh, I'll throw this out there on Lamar. I want to get your quick thoughts on it and then I'll move on. Yeah. I saw. Uh, I saw something. I think it was on Twitter. Would you trade? I think it was Justin Fields for Lamar Jackson. Yeah. If you're the Bears, if you're yeah. the Bears, you get rid of Fields. You get Lamar in, and I think it was the number two pick as well. Oh, the no- or the number no, one? Pick, no, be number Fields. one. It's the Bears. It's the number yeah one pick. number one. And Fields for Lamar.
0: Give me the Ravens pick back and I'll do it. They still they okay. still need some playmakers. Uh, right. I, if I can get a first-round pick, because they have no receivers. Right. Give me a first-round pick back. Honestly, give me that Ravens pick. I'll, I'm taking Michael Mayer to pair it with him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would probably right. do that. I would probably. And that's a better package than anything the Patriots can offer. So, right there. Oh, yeah, 100%. I still think he's going to Miami, and, and that team's going to be nuclear. That That would, in a good way. Like, that would be... Him, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, uh, Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, fast. They're gonna be, th- they'll be so dang There's fast. Too much speed, too much. Um, yeah. But anyway, so
1: all right, let's. Well, let's let's put a bow on the season. Um, we'll yeah. quickly do Bills. The only thing I really have to say about it is Josh Allen is unbelievable, Alex. And there was this one throw that we texted about, and you didn't want to give him credit for it, and I had to bring it up on the show, and it was the deep touchdown pass to Stephon Diggs. He threw it like flat-footed, 60 yards in the air, in-stride touchdown. And you said that it was more on Diggs than it was on Allen. And I think that's crazy to me. I think that's crazy. So let's hear it. I just – it's a blind <laughs> throw. I, I'm not saying it's not on Allen. But, but it's, it's a not blind a blind throw. throw. Right? It's really not. Like he sees, he sees Diggs break coverage and he's able to chuck does it he, that far in stride. Perfect. Perfect. Does or touchdown? he see I mean, Diggs
0: break coverage or does he know Diggs is breaking coverage without seeing it? This is my point. When you, some of these throws, and look, it's, again, it, this is my thing where it's coming across like I'm knocking Josh Allen. I just see it differently than other people. He knows, they, they have tremendous chemistry, those two. Right. He knows Diggs is winning on that route. The reason that throw is so difficult, right, is the defensive line is right in your face. Not only can you not step into it, but you, you're not necessarily able to see where you're throwing the ball. He knows where Diggs is going to be. He knows Diggs is going to get open. He can throw that ball without worrying about maybe what's happening down the field as much, right? Contrast that with the throw Mac made up the seam to Devontae Parker where Parker underruns it. Right. It, right? So I, it's a great physical throw. Where, where he does, where, where I, but this is again where I think the credit is misplaced. The reason he's allowed to make that throw is because he knows Stephon Diggs is getting the separation and he knows more often than not he has that window to throw the ball into. You get what I'm saying? Like, I just, yeah. it's, it's, a but that's okay. To,
1: that's like a, that's oh, not no, like that, a knock.
0: Right. No, exactly. It's just nobody right. wants to talk. What a throw. Well, yeah, but. Let's give the receiver credit, too, for being good enough. I don't like yeah, but why why do we have to give
1: him a yeah, but he's the second.
0: Because when we apply it forward to to the Patriots, Mike. People criticize, and I'm not saying Mac Jones can make that, like that specific throw. Right, Right, of course, right. But people knock him for being timid, and Josh Allen is the least timid quarterback in the league. Sure. When you know certain things are going to be available to you downfield the majority of the time, it's a little easier to play like a gunslinger, right? 100%. So this is just where, again, it, like we talked about last week, the Bills offense is a truly cumulative effort. That's an incredible throw by Josh Allen. He was making <laughs> that same throw three years ago and getting picked making right. it because he was throwing it to Robert Woods and whoever else, right? So this is where it's not all on Josh ju- why did Josh Allen take that leap? It's not because Josh Allen woke up in the middle of the night and decided to be the best quarterback in the league. It's because they went out and got, they looked at him and said, all right, he can make that throw. Let's find wide receivers that can maximize his ability to make that, to make that right. throw. And and they went out and they got Stephon Diggs. Like that's where that element of it, of, hey, here's what this guy does really well. Let's figure out ways to to make that a huge part of our offense. That element of it is what gets overlooked. And that is something, again, to apply it forwards, the Patriots have done a really bad job of doing. Not in the sense that they need to give Mac Jones an opportunity to make that throw. He can't. But they haven't done a great job of maximizing the things Mac Jones does best. And if you want to be a good offense, a great offense, you need to mold it around your quarterback. And again, that comes across to a lot of people as a knock on Mac. Why do they need to play to his style? Every quarterback in the league, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, all of these guys, the offense is built to maximize their skill sets. It's just what smart teams do. They did it with Mac in 2021. They didn't do it with him this year. So that's, that's my point and that's my thought on that throw. It is a great throw, but it helps that they have wide receivers that maximize his ability to cash in on that throw. And the Bills are, have done a very good job of putting the right pieces around him to maximize him. I would – it's him or Lamar as the most maximized quarterback in the league. Sure. Allen's probably – And Brock Purdy. And, well, any Niners <laughs> quarterback. Yeah, but right. Allen's probably the most maximized in terms of the personnel. Lamar's probably the most maximized in terms of the scheme. Does that mean they're bad quarterbacks? Because the offense is built around their skill set? No. Just right. makes them look better. It just makes you you get to see who they really are through their strongest traits. And that's what I want to see the Patriots do with Mac Jones.
1: I'm with that's you. It. Talking they, about, they, right. Yeah. Talking about timidness, I want to relate it back to the Pats too, because I I that's the best answer you could have given for the Josh Allen Knox. Yeah. Less
0: least least timid quarterback in the league is not a knock people will call that i don't think it's a compliment or a knock i would call it an observation but i know i'm right on that one
1: situation around you and confidence and not being timid and being able to go out and sling it is a huge part of playing quarterback at any level right and so i i compared two plays and i tweeted out a video of it earlier if you want to go check it out on my twitter um of a play mac made in his rookie year to kendrick bourne for a touchdown against Cleveland and I compared it to the interception against Hunter Henry because his rookie year in a system that made sense to him was more curated to his skill set with a better offensive line and a coaching staff and a coach in Josh McDaniels that you know allowed him to be confident in the plays that he's going to make. Mac Jones was able to sit behind a perfect pocket, set his feet and rip rip a touchdown pass to Kendrick Bourne on second and 5 on a shot play. Right in between, uh, I think it was a corner and a safety for a touchdown. Perfect. That's what you should be able to do. That's what you're confident in because that's what you practice, and that's those are the types of plays you run—a shot play on second and five. When the Patriots run a draw on second down or whatever it was, end up in third and nineteen, Max behind and getting rushed by the Bills against an offensive line that, you know, isn't blocking them up r- rather well pretty much all game and all season really. So your confidence gets shot all season. You still have Hunter Henry, I guess open, but you take a shot down the middle, your feet aren't set and it gets intercepted on third and 19, because that's the only answer you have. That's not on Mac Jones. That's on the, them not continuing to build the system around him. It's basically the same play a year ago. Mac made it this year. He didn't make it because of everything that's around him. I don't knock it on him necessarily. So I just, I'm with you. you know, relating it back to Mac. This thing ain't his fault. They need better weapons around him. They need an offense around or an offensive coaching staff around him. Um, and that's basically priority number one here going to the offseason. Uh do you have anything else on the bills before we before we get into off season? No, so I would say let's
0: and by the way, I tried to do my show on the sports hub earlier today as like a season recap and Bills recap yeah. and it just devolved right into off season talk. This is just sure. what it is right now. Um right. Well, let's do this. All right. So to be fair, we're talking about, you know, all right, instead of finding a quarterback who can cover up the flaws, fix the flaws. What are the flaws? How do they fix them? I think it's only fair that we answer those questions. If this is the plan we're pitching,
1: so give give a give a give a solution to the problem.
0: That was is like my saying? tease. That was that was me teasing. Like, let's get into the off season.
1: Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm saying like, I, I think, all right. So yes. so if we're gonna,
0: so all right. Mac's <laughs> not the problem. You got to fix the flaws around him. Right. Like, because I always say that. Right. I always say if you don't think Mac is the answer, you need to give me. You need to tell me who the answer right. is. You can't 100%. say you want to move on with Mac jo- for Mac Jones without telling me what the plan is on the other side. So to be fair, I'm saying stick with Mac Jones, yes. and and work on the rest of the roster. So I don't want to be a hypocrite. It, it, you don't. I don't want you to be a hypocrite. So let let's right. give the rest of our plan then, so so that people have it.
1: First off show, I'm still getting into into your teases and we'll, transitions. We'll I'm get sorry you there. We'll get getting, you there. Yeah, it's anyway, it's,
0: it's it's tricky with, to transition from the co-host spot. It's. I just
1: thought it yeah. was a clever <laughs> line. I wanted to throw it it's out there, stuff. but. Yeah. Before we do it, though, we have a new sponsor alert here at Patriots Beat, and that's HelloFresh. So I'm going to quickly talk about them, and then we'll get into the Patriots season plan. It's a new year, and we've all got New Year's goals. HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Skip the grocery store and take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how fast, easy, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal right in your own kitchen. With HelloFresh, eating well in the new year can be stress-free and delicious. With over 35 weekly recipes, they have the options you're looking for to help you achieve your goals. Choose calorie-smart and carb-smart recipes, or even customize select meals by swapping proteins or sides, upgrading your proteins, or even adding protein to a veggie dish. Eating well is at the top of your mind this month, I'm sure, as it is for mine. The end of the year got a little bad with those Gillette Stadium catered meals, uh, the big buffet. You know, it's, it's tough to not eat all the, all the junk they give you down at Foxborough. Um, yeah.
0: But HelloFresh is here to help.
1: Ingredients travel from the farm to you in less than seven days so you know they're fresh. I just got my latest shipment of meals. My favorite was the one-pan tacos. They make it incredibly fast to cook and easy to prep. So go to HelloFresh.com slash PatsBeat21 and use Beat21. Use code Beat21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash PatsBeat21. Use code Beat21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Alrighty, righty, it's time for the offseason. Alex, there's plenty of there's plenty of things this team needs to fix in the offseason. I have my number one priority, and I'm going to say that it's handing the offensive operation over to someone, over to somebody completely. Would you say that that's yours as well?
0: Yeah, but I, I think it goes a level deeper than most okay. people are talking about it at. And what well, I mean that by team. that is, yeah, you got to get a new OC play caller, right? For sure. And yep. we can debate who that should be Bill O'Brien, Cliff Kingsbury, like, like, like we can get into that. But that's not the end of the discussion. If you're going to have a new OC, but Matt Patricia still your O line coach and Joe Judge is still your quarterback coach, that's half assed.
1: Maybe yeah, guys
0: in those two spots who are experienced at coaching those two spots. And if you want to sell me on promoting Billy Yates, they could do worse. Right. Right. Can you get Cole Popovich back from Troy? I don't know how he would feel, you know, what his exit was like behind the scenes. If he has any animosity towards the organization, it was over a vaccine issue. So, you know, people obviously take that stuff close, close to the chest, but um, whoever it is, and this is not me saying that they don't, need a new OC, they do need a new OC. Right. But that's not, you know, oh we got an OC, coaching staff fix. Nope. You need quarterback. Right. It's coach, not it's not a promotion.
1: It's not an internal promotion of a Nick Haley and then keeping right. Patricia and judging in place. Like it, I feel like you gotta go external and you gotta you got a clean house. But And on. and look, it granted the O C comes
0: first because that guy, I mean you're gonna let him pick his staff. So sure. that's not me for me to say,
1: oh go get, you know, you gotta pick the O C first. It's just how it works. Well, that's what I worry that they won't do, is do not mean? let the don't. i I'm worried that they won't let an OC in and completely take over the operation. Because mm-hmm. last year, they didn't. Last year, Belichick assigned Patricia to the offense and the O-line, and then he brought in Judge and said, Judge is coaching the quarterbacks. And he obviously had his hand in it, too. I don't even really want Belichick's hand in it at this point. I think you, you bring a guy in. It's not a Nick Kaling. Maybe it's Chad O'Shea who knows the system, but... If right. it's Chad O'Shea, you give him the operation and you get your hands out of it. And you worry about being a head coach, CEO in the defense. Because so, what happened this year is terrible. And I, I really think it has to be top down. This is your operation. I, I, I think
0: most true OCs, right? Bill picking Patricia's staff. That's pretty uncommon that the general manager picks the positional coaches. Right. Right. and, and, and Even as the head coach, like and Bill's obviously going to have a say, certainly. Sure. But that was that. That was you know Bill setting the whole thing up. Like if Bill O'Brien has enough clout that if he comes back here, he's he gets to build his own staff. I would think right. If if that called, opportunity right. is not afforded to him, I don't think he would come here.
1: Exactly. And then
0: I mean th- then it's then you have a much bigger problem, right? And you can't right. land an OC. But to get the kind of guy this team needs, I think Bill is going to have to afford that luxury to whoever he hires. So sure. I get where you're coming from with that concern. I just like logistically, I'm not sure it would play out that way. Right. Then again, logistically, I didn't think Bill O'Brien would be the play caller last year. So who knows? But right. I just like, as soon as that offensive coordinator is hired, I'll celebrate for like a minute. And then it's all right. Who's coaching Mac? Who's right. coaching the offensive line? Who's coaching your first round pick? Cause that first round pick better be a tackle. Should be right. a tackle. Yeah, there's a little wiggle room there, but should be a tackle.
1: Depending um, on who's
0: available and how it falls, but yeah. Yeah, so like that's – it's the coaching staff is definitely at the top. I saw you had your four-point plan. Uh, you you posted on CLNS today. I'm working on my 10-point plan. It will be up next week. Perfect. Not, not to brag, not to what not be. We keep it simple.
1: Keep, it simple. keep it simple, stupid you, over here.
0: Did you do like the whole off season or just – I didn't get a chance to look at it yet.
1: So my, just fo- my four – it was a four-step plan to fix the Patriots, and it was yeah. basically – it's the beginning, but it goes into the draft. And they were hand the offensive operation over completely to somebody else. Acquire a proven yeah. veteran for Mac Jones, which we'll get into. Um, fix the lack of discipline in the special teams operation, uh, and then nail another draft was number four. So okay,
0: so I I, I went a little I I probably split some up that I could have, but that one of those in there I, I think it was your third one. That's another one again. Yeah, teams. they can they can add the OC and that's great. He got it. And I really like Cam accord. I do. I, I think oh, he's dude. super passionate about the game. Um, yeah. He's always been really good with the media. He, he'd be a great assistant special teams coordinator. But <laughs> right. it's just at a point where, man, you'll two kickoff return touchdowns in one game. There's no coming back from that. So those, right. it's uh, 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 offense coordinator, special teams, coordinator, quarterbacks, coach, offensive line coach. Those four are uh-huh. must fills for them this off season.
1: I'm with you. And I think just, okay. So coaching staff. Yes. And I think that, I think there's actually, I, I talked about how there's not an in, or there shouldn't be an internal fix at offensive coordinator. And I think I mentioned this last show. But there is an internal fix at special teams. And I think that is, look, Joe Judge, do you still want a job here? You can have the special teams coordinator job back. Because we're cleaning house on offense. I'm sorry. There's no there's no place for you. You can go look elsewhere. Or you can come back here and be our special teams coordinator again. Because he was here for a long time. It's one of the reasons he got a head coaching job in the first place in New York. was Because he was great right. with that unit. Um, especially with guys like Matthew Slater probably gone. I think that would be huge to just basically give give Joe Judge his unit back. And I think that's, honestly, I think that's likely where they're going to go. And I, I think that's that's the way you sort of have to handle that this offseason.
0: I just worry about them being goofy with it. Like, Judge's last year here, remember, he was also the wide receivers coach for no right. reason. Um, it was because O'Shea worried. left,
1: right? Is that kind of what yeah, happened? Yeah, but like, that's... No, I'm not saying things. it was right, but...
0: Right. I'm, right. I'm worried we're going to get offensive coordinator, uh, sorry, I'm worried we're going to get special teams coordinator and quarterbacks coach Joe Judge. Like, Do you really think this, they're going to do
1: it again? Is that like, I, I don't know if they can. After and I'm this curious. year, I
0: can't rule it out. Like, I just I, if he's just the special teams coordinator, fine. He can't also coach a position on offense. It's not, when they did that in 2019, it was really bizarre. Like, that's just not how anything works. I don't really know how that setup worked at the time. I, 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 at some point he's going to leave something unattended, right? Because special teams and wide receivers are both working during the week simultaneously. So I don't know if they just threw that on his, like Nate on, on his resume to help him get a job and he didn't actually do it. It was all around or whatever, but like, you can't be doing stuff like that anymore. That, that leash is gone. The, the, yeah. the, 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 you know, the, the wiggle room to do stuff like that is gone. So if judges just a special teams coordinator, fine. Like you said, he's very good at that. He was yes. He right. That period. That's the end of that's the end of the job title, special teams coordinator, period, full stop, no wide receivers, coach, no quarterbacks, coach, no special advisor, Specialty really coordinator. They can
1: do period. And I know that's we're talking about. We're supposed to talk about what we think they do and what we and not what we think they should do or whatever the saying has been. But I really doubt, and I hope I'm right because Bill Belichick is the smartest coach in football history. But I hope that he looks at this year as a whole and says, "Look, we need wholesale changes on offense." So let's get into that, Alex. Let's pick your offensive coordinator since I, I kind of want to put you on the spot here. Yeah. Let's go, let's go five options, because this is another thing I wrote about today on CLNS. We have okay. Cliff Kingsbury, Bill O'Brien, Zach Robinson, Nick Cayley, and Chad O'Shea. Those are my five, and I ranked them on CLNSmedia.com. You can go check that out. If you had to pick one of the five, who would you pick and why? Wait, go through one more time. Okay, so it's Chad O'Shea. Yeah. Nick Cayley, yeah. internal. Yeah. Zach Robinson. Yeah. Bill O'Brien, and yeah. Cliff Kingsbury. Uh,
0: i probably go Zach Robinson. Okay. I, I like what that Rams offense looks like. It would be another adjustment, but I mean, I look at kind of what Baker did down the stretch here. Right. And, and can Mac get that kind of boost? Um, I just, it, it, they were really creative. They did a lot um, in terms of, you know, like I talked about before, I thought they did a really good job of maximizing their players' skill sets. And look, they had a lot of talent on that roster. It, it, right. And guys got hurt this year, obviously, but they, they had talent on that roster, but they, they, everybody was playing like everybody was in a position where, Hey, this guy's pretty much only doing what he's best at. So the reason I go Robinson over O'Brien, and I think this is probably what you were leading me towards in, in the next conversation. I see a lot yeah. of people in the chat asking about this.
1: We we're, we're going to get to that right after this.
0: I want DeAndre Hopkins. Me too. I, I want him. And I don't know what the relationship's like. I actually did some research on that earlier today. Hawkins refuted some of those reports, not strongly. Like, tell me what you make of this. So there was the reports that they didn't get along. And I don't remember the specifics. I, right. There's something about bringing like, baby mamas to the facility or something like that. Yeah. Hopkins was interviewed by ESPN about it. You know, do you have a bad relationship? And he said, and the quote was, there was no relationship. I have respect. And then he said he has respect for Bill O'Brien. So that to me just sounds like. I don't know what to make of that. Yeah. I don't know either. Maybe they can mend that. that Like my first thing would be figure out if you can mend that bridge and get O'Brien and Hopkins. That would be my first choice. But if I have to pick between the two, and I've been on record for this, give me Hopkins and really any of the other four guys on that list. I don't know about Kaylee again, just because the internal thing internal but, freaks
1: me out. I agree. But he fe- it just feels like an option, because I think he got screwed last year, whenever honest- else went to Vegas. And
0: honestly, I'd probably take Troy Brown over Nick Kaylee for going internal.
1: Okay. But um,
0: give me yeah. Hopkins and any of the other four guys on that list. If it's with Hopkins over O'Brien and Brandon, Ayuk, right. That's okay. right. That, that's how I'm going to lean.
1: So, I'm going to go with what I think is a slam dunk. And I think it's Cliff Kingsbury. Um, He's not a good head coach. He's shown it. He showed it at tech. He showed it uh, in Arizona. Obviously he signed. Have you seen his
0: record after Thanksgiving, going back to Texas tech, like his record before and after Thanksgiving, it's ridiculous.
1: He like, he like clearly sort of just veers off towards the end as a head coach. I think, um, I don't love his attitude as a head coach and as a leader, but he calls a hell of an offense. You go back to guys like Case Keenum, who was the best passer in college football history at one time. Johnny Manzala, Texas A&M, winning the Heisman. Patrick Mahomes. He literally coached up Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech. They were the most prolific offense in college football. And then he went and he has Kyler Murray, and yes, that relationship and that whole thing tailed off at the end, but there was a time where Kyler and Cliff were cooking out in Arizona and uh, making things happen. I think... You look at that, it wasn't an air raid, but it was a spread-style system that Mac ran at Alabama. If Cliff can come in and run something similar to that with Mac and make it easy for him as a quarterback, I think that would be money with him in this system. And you add the Hopkins wrinkle to it, which let's get into Hopkins now as we kind of were just doing Well, I anyway. mean, we don't know how well those two get along. I. It seems like the problem there was Kyler and Cliff and not Hopkins and Cliff. Okay. From the way I I'd buy it. that. And, I would buy that. Yeah, and there was a, there was a report um, similar again. It's it, what I don't like is Hopkins kind of maybe having beef with all his coaches, but it seems like there's mutual respect between Bill and Hopkins, which is what that's a start. He sure has a no point. trade clause, which makes makes it likely that he would maybe want to come here. Um, I'm sure you've seen the Hopkins video circulating all yeah. over Twitter today. Oh, yeah. um, but the, the the thing that I was getting to with Hopkins and Cliff was that there was, I think there was a video of them, you know, yelling at each other on the sideline and getting into it. Um, Cliff and Hopkins and Hopkins basically said something along the lines of, I love that guy. And I love a guy who's going to basically go to war with me and play that way with me. So like, I don't think that there's a rift there. I think it's more so with, uh, with With Kyler Kyler. and they're gone anyway. Kyler's going to be there and he's rehabbing. And that's, I'm curious as to what Arizona is going to do anyway, but I think if you can bring Cliff and DeAndre Hopkins here, that's option A because they worked together for in Arizona the last few years and Hopkins is not washed. I just tweeted a video uh, that I did as well and he's not washed. He was suspended for 6 games this year and then he came back and basically got right back to it. He runs fast. Yeah. He's a contested catch guy. He reads coverage well. All the skills are still there. This is this would not be like when the um, when the Falcons traded Julio to Tennessee. This this guy can still right. play football. So I, I I think with Hopkins and he's going to want a new contract and you
0: you have to sign a new new contract if you trade for right. him just the way the cap works. It's thirty one like you like you, he's going to be thirty. He just turned thirty one, right? He's going to be thirty one at the start of next season. I in my mind, right? He's got two years left on his deal. Take the money he's owed, which is about I think like forty million. Tack on another year, spread it out, add a little money. Like a three year, fifty-five million dollar deal. And look, by the time he gets to that third year and he's 34, yeah, he's probably gonna fall off a little bit. But if I can get him for two good years to get Mac right. Jones going, yeah, I'll 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 heat it on the back end of the deal. That that's how these contracts work. That's fine. This isn't a guy who's coming in at like 34, right? Right. Like you said, he can still play, he still looks good. The other thing about him and I know it's going to turn some people off, but just stick with me for a second. His game's never been about speed. He's not the fastest guy. And the reason I cite that as a defense is speed is the first thing to go. When these guys get older, when they cross that age 30 barrier, speed is the first thing to go. So if he's already a guy that can win at an elite level without just blowing by people, that's a guy who has, who can last, right? Like to compare it right. to baseball, these guys who in their prime throw like 102, they're never the ones that have the 20 year careers, right? It's the guys that can, that throw 92, but with junk on it, and can have put it on stuff. a, on yeah. a coin, right? Like those are the guys that the 20 year career. Cause that stuff doesn't fade the parts of Hopkins game that he's so good at the size, the body control the football IQ, just guys, a dog going for the football. Right, That doesn't fade with age. Like speed does. Right. Larry Fitzgerald's a great example. Somebody just put in the chat. The things that Larry Fitzgerald did are not that did well are not things that fade with age. He was not fast at the end right. of his career. He was slow at the end of his career, but he was still a major contributor. Cause he did all, he knew how to win, in other ways, so I'm not saying Hopkins is going to be an All-Pro at 34 on the last year of that contract, but it, I feel a lot better about a guy like him at 31 than maybe if you go out and get a guy who's just been a burner his whole career at 31. Right. So I, you know, I like it, and you know how realistic is it for them to get him? As dumb as this sounds, this is kind of how the NFL works. Uh-huh. His price has been set. And maybe it was one of the biggest rip-offs in NFL history. But he went for a second, a fourth, and whatever was left of David Johnson at that point, which was not a lot. Yeah. So, and you might say, all right, well, price is going to go up because that was a rip-off and the Cardinals know it was a rip-off. But at the but same he's time. he's older
1: than that, right.
0: In the last three seasons, he's only played one full season. He's had a PED suspension. And he's crossed the age 30 barrier. I think those net out, like even if it increases a little bit, the deal I would offer, two seconds, second rounder this year, second rounder next year. I would do that, and that doesn't feel unrealistic. Maybe you wouldn't. Maybe you think that's too much. I'll, I'll throw that to you, but I would do that, and I I, I think that's a good deal for the Patriots.
1: Two seconds. Okay, so are you saying a second, obviously a second and 23 and a second and 24, right? Because they have a they have a one, two, and a three this year, I believe, at the top of the draft. So you're going yeah. this year's and next year's yeah. second round picks? Yeah. I don't hate it. Again, I think it's it's worth having a guy where you bring in whoever it is at, at offensive coordinator. And like you said, he's not going to be a burner at 35, 36. He's not going to be this guy who's, he's not going to be here long. But if you can use him in this system that whoever comes in you know, puts in place, give Mac Jones a guy like DeAndre Hopkins as a, a legitimate security blanket, not a Jacoby Myers, Ramondre Stevens security blanket, like a legit guy who you can – the way Joe Burrow uses Jamar Chase, right? Someone who he right. trusts and knows. that That's what Hopkins will be in this system. If you give that to Mac Jones for a year or two, literally just to give him his confidence back, it's worth it. So I'd say, yes, it's worth two second round picks. Right. This is actually exactly what I was talking about before with Josh Allen. He,
0: Mac needs the guy. Remember the Kyler quote, shit, hop down there somewhere, right? Yeah. Mac needs the guy that when it's all falling apart around him, I don't need to see what it looks like. I don't, you know, I'm just, I know if I throw the ball in his direction, something good's probably going to happen. Like that's the guy Mac needs. And Hopkins is like, is like as much it's of that, that. guy's right? You know, exactly. I, you also, like, look at the game Jared Stidham had, right? Against the Niners, who were good. Why did Jared Stidham play so well in that game? Because he had nothing to lose, and he had one of the best 50-50 ball receivers right. in the league. So what's he doing? He's just blindly throwing it up to this guy who's great, and more often than not, it works because the guy's that good. So, again, like, Hopkins, to me, is – is that guy right now? I don't know if he'll be in three years. Yes, I'd like to get somebody a little younger, but this is who's available right now. Right. I think and he's as close as you're going to get to that guy, and it would do wonders for not just Mac but the offense as a whole.
1: Well, and you look at, you know, and we'll do draft coverage all all spring long here on pad speed. So, I mean, we won't get into it as much right now, but you look right. at guys at the top of the draft, like Jackson Smith and Jigba and uh, Jordan Addison. And if they're there, and depending on the way the draft board falls, yeah, take one of those guys at 14. But they've brought in Nikhil Harry in, a, in the first round. They've brought in Tyquan Thornton in the second round. And, you know, it's not we're not out on – the jury's not out on Tyquan yet. But the teams that succeed with young quarterbacks on rookie deals are your are your Buffalo Bills who bring in a Stephon Diggs to get Josh Allen back on track. And your Miami Dolphins who bring in Tyreek Hill to get um, – to back on track right. and your Eagles who bring in AJ Brown to get Jalen Hurts back on track. So, you know, Jalen Hurts isn't good because Jalen Rager was there, your first round pick who ended up being a bust. And I guess I won't do twoo with Jalen Waddle, but you get my point. You need to bring in a more established guy and it, it clearly works. It's there. The NFL is a copycat league and the Patriots should do the exact same thing with a guy like Deandre Hopkins. I think he's your best bet because I think he's so, he'll be, like I just said before, he, he'll he be, he'll work so well to get Mac his confidence back. I think that's, I think that's huge in this offseason. Right.
0: Really. And, and you just kind of danced around it. I'm going to come out and say it. Hit they it. can't develop wide receivers. They can't. So, right, it's, it, they took Ty Kwon in the second round to see if that would work. I wasn't opposed, right? Hey, right. let's see if we can make this guy work, right? They tried Nelson Aguilar. Hey, this guy's coming off a of career, like, No more, let's see. No more, well, this guy, you know, on the margins and this and that. No, they've tried it all those different ways. I love their depth at wide receiver. Kendrick Bourne's going to be back. He said he's not going to request a trade. They still have Ty They still have Devontae Parker. That's a really good 2-3-4. Anybody who's not instantly the one in that group, don't muddy the depth chart because you're just going to end up like de facto benching Kendrick Bourne again. Exactly. Anybody who doesn't walk in the building day one of OTAs is the unquestioned number one wide receiver is not worth adding. Now that's not to say, all right, you get into day three in the draft. You want to add a guy like tank Dell who has upside, whatever at that point. Right. But when we're talking about those top 50 picks and we're talking about premium money and free agency and premium trade assets, unless that receiver you're getting Comes And I've, I've been yelled at, Mike, for two – I'll fill you in on this. The last two years, every, when everybody's come at me, I'll oh, go get Odell. Oh, go get AJ. I've been the guy sitting here saying, no, don't do that. You have some nice pieces at receiver. You have bigger holes. They don't need to force it to go out and get that number one receiver. I've been saying that for the last two years, and I've caught a ton of heat for it. I said the time will come. Yep. It's time. time. Yeah. It's time. It's time. Love Kendrick Bourne. He's a great player. I really People know how highly I think of Kendrick Bourne. I like the Devontae Parker edition. You already those made those ones. moves. Right. right? You already made those moves. You have those guys. You yeah. don't need to make that move again. Now go get the guy. Hopkins. All right. pro. Five-time all pro. It's DeAndre Hopkins. That's the answer. Right. We're both on it. Now, you. you know, don't. Oh, Quentin Johnson. No, you got to develop him. Jordan Addison. No, you got to develop Quentin Johnson,
1: him. Quentin Johnson got his proverbial shit rocked last night against yeah now the, if you want to talk Georgia to me two.
0: about keely ringo in the first round we have a yeah. conversation. Yeah. but you got to no, you got to develop those guys and oh we can you know maybe brandon iu Ayou- no no he's been playing next to kittle and debo and he's had it very easy there right. in san francisco no get me the guy who's done it get me the guy who's put an offense on his back and put together 1200 1400 yard season. The guy who every time you go out there is going to demand the other team's number 1 corner double coverage is going to draw all the focus is going to open up things for everybody else and still make plays. There's not a lot of guys like that in the league. There's right. like it's it's a lot easier said than done. But I think Hopkins is that guy. At least for the next year or two he could be that guy. Go that that's the guy at this point. No more oh on God. the margins. That's the guy.
1: You said it best, right? I mean, I, I don't think may, maybe you and maybe you and Evan disagreed a little bit more on this show, but I'm I'm fully with you on DeAndre Hopkins. I think he has to be their number one priority. Evans I mean, I out. Learned... Spoiler alert: Evans out on Hopkins. Oh, shocker! So why?
0: Yeah. Because he hates fun.
1: That's fair. I don't See, know. I like he's fun. out. He's... That's why you needed me here on Patriots beat. He, all along, he might be. Fun. He
0: might be more out in terms of whether or not it will happen versus whether or not it should happen, but he he. I got, I got a nice little eye roll from him when I mentioned it to him earlier. So ridiculous.
1: Well, Hey, um, that's why you're here now. Exactly. Um, he, he, he'll be able to break down the, you know, the, the cover six, uh, nonsense, but I'm here to tell you that the Patriots need DeAndre Hopkins to chuck it up to him in the end zone and score touchdowns. So, uh, where was I, I was going somewhere with the offense. Um, and I lost my train of thought. All right. Well, okay.
0: I think we discussed the wide receiver position enough, right?
1: Right. Might not even be the biggest need, though, on offense. Offensive line. Offensive line. Tackle. Tackle. And I think that's where you go to the draft and you go with pick 14, and you pick it and stick it, as Tony Mass says on 98.5. Yeah. And you just take whoever falls to you, whether that's Paris Johnson, whether that's uh, Peter Skaronsky. Like, I, I don't think that's a difficult – I don't think it's a really a difficult decision.
0: It's really not. And look, you could maybe talk me into a corner with that pick, Steve only wiggle room I'm really yeah. looking at here. But they need... Isaiah Wynn's contract is up. He's gone. Like I'd be shocked if he Bye. comes back.
1: It's Trent right.
0: Brown has one year left, but he didn't look good last year. This is a classic sign one, draft one. It's a good year yeah. for tackles in free agency. It's a good year for tackles in the draft. Somebody in the chat said McGlinchey. Yes. Sign Mike McGlinchey and then draft one of these tackles. So I, I think, personally... There are four potential franchise tackles in this draft: three left tackles and a right tackle. Paris Johnson, Peter Skaronsky, Broderick Jones, and Dewan Jones. Now, Dewan Jones might go in the second round because he's a little less experienced. I'm higher on him than most. So, if you wanted to tell me Keely Ringo, and then Dewan Jones, yeah, I could listen to that. But sign it. I I I think two tackles should be two premium additions this off season. Sign one, draft one. They. Have to do it. And I'll go back to it. Whether you think Mac's the guy or not, don't you want whoever the quarterback is being protected? So I... Yeah, seriously, if, right. If you sign McGlinchey, that's probably a four or five year deal,
1: right? I'm just looking up free agents coming up too. There's also guys like Orlando Brown out there. Um, I
0: take Orlando Brown.
1: Yeah, it looks like Andre just, from just, Philly as well, so...
0: Yeah, McGlinchy just feels like a Patriot.
1: Um, yeah, I agree. But... Because he's got the like bar, that, like uh, like him and Cole like Strange Cole on the Strange, same yeah. side with the one bar, that would be outstanding. You you sign a tackle to a five-year deal. Right. You
0: draft a first-round tackle. That's a four-year contract with the fifth-year option. You are good at a premium, expensive position for half speed. a decade. And right. then you, you got Cole Strange for three more years. You got David Andrews for two or three more years. You got to figure out what you're doing with Michael and Wenu, but he's a guy I think they can extend you have a set it and forget it offensive line just like you did with Joe Tooney and Shaq Mason and that group right Right. so again we can Andrews maybe get has two a, more years on his deal two more years Andrews. okay yep. i knew, i knew he signed a four year deal i forget when he signed it yep. um you can get like if you want to talk to me about a corner cuz you can still get a premium tackle in in free agency and then maybe go a little bit more project at the position on day 2 that's a fair conversation to have. Right. But I, I, I think their two biggest additions to soft season should both be tackles.
1: I agree. And I, the only thing I wonder about, and again, it's it's the... It's sort of the argument that the Bengals went through with the fifth pick uh, in 2021 20, when it was Panay Sewell versus Jamar Chase. And it's it was that meme. And we've I think I talked about it on here before. And it was Joe Burrow throwing to protection with T Higgins or it was Joe Burrow getting smoked. Um, But Jamar Chase is back there with his hands in the air. And I kind of look at that with the somewhere in the 14 pick two, because again, I think you're going to be able to get a decent receiver, but you go back to the Hopkins argument, right? And if you can sure Hopkins will happen before the draft. So you get Hopkins, you get Hopkins in here and that would probably happen
0: mid-March. Hopkins, Right. So
1: I saw someone ask that question in the chat too. If Hopkins would happen, I mean, there's a chance there's the, uh, like, what happened with the Rams uh, two years ago when they, they agreed to Stafford, like, a month and a half before the deadline. But yeah. realistically, you're looking at, like, mid-March for something like that to happen.
0: They they Did have you? to get—but here's the thing. They have to get him off the books before the draft because that $30 million cap hit kicks in. So, right. it could be reported sooner. It would be official in March, but they they have to get him off the books before the draft. That could not be, like, a draft night, let's see how the board falls, training.
1: Right. So— that's that's where I sit. If you get Hopkins in here, you go for the tackle. And if you don't get Hopkins in here, and you're st- and you don't sign Jacoby Myers, which I don't think they will at this point because he's going to get a bag. And I know he said he wants to come back. Maybe he takes a team friendly deal. Maybe Bill realizes that he's pretty damn valuable and that him and Mac have a decent connection. But I don't think it's very likely. So again, if you don't get the court- if you don't get the wide receiver, you see how that falls it all depends on how it falls and we're going to do pro football focused mock drafts all spring here. So we'll, we'll get into all those and sort of different scenarios on who goes where and why, but yeah, I'm with you. I think tackles huge because Mac was, I mean, that goes back to the confidence I've been talking about all episode long. It's like, if your quarterback's not confident then he can stand back there, he's going to, his clock's going to speed up. We talked about that all year long too. You need to get the guy protection he needs to feel comfortable back there and being able to run his offense. So yeah, I'm with you. Tackles, tackles, uh, Probably number one outside of offensive coordinator. Um, anything else? I know we're going to do offseason all, all year, but any quick, you know, off the top things that they really need to do this offseason? A boundary corner, I guess. Boundary corner and free safety. You know, I, I, if assuming Devin yeah. McCourty
0: retires, like I would take McCourty back. I think people underrate how important that role is. And I just, Kyle Duggar probably could play free if you really wanted him to and be pretty good at it. He's just so good at the role he's in right now. Yeah. And honestly, it's tough
1: to take him out of that.
0: You're adding coverage responsibilities. If you move him back to free safety, there's not a ton of true free safeties left. So many of these guys now
1: play these hybrid
0: roles where they're playing free and box and, and star and they're playing in the slot. And, you know, I look at a guy like Kirby Joseph, I thought would have been a great pick for them last year. Um, Reminds me a lot of McCourty, even bringing in a veteran like Deron Harmon, just as a bridge, yeah. They need a no, true free they need a true free safety on the roster. And then yes, you need size at corner. And it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Jonathan Jones, whether he comes back or not. They still need a corner either way cuz they need to be bigger right. at that position. But you know, if you add Jonathan Jones, now you kind of have this logjam and how's that guy getting on the field as good as Jones is? I look, I'd take him back. I'm not sure he's a guy who needs to be back. Right? Whereas you, right. I'm not saying it needs to be the first round pick. I'd love Keely Ringo here, but you know, you just go out and get somebody who's six two can jam at the line.
1: See, Even I like the better in free agency. I like what they've been able to do with John Jones, though, in like a Tyree Kill from a Tyree Kill standpoint. Like what they did with the Dolphins was, yeah, um, they've done that, and it's like if you have a guy that can essentially shut out the best receiver in your division two games and two games a year. That's pretty valuable to have. Again, it's not necessary, but he has value, and he's he's probably going to get paid somewhere too. I don't think it's necessary. He comes back, like you said, but I mean, I I think I think you look at bringing John Jones back if you can.
0: Yeah, I. I but you either way, you need to add a big corner. They need right. more yeah, size at that you. position. They need more size at that position.
1: Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, you know what we can do, Alex. What? A Boston Sports Minute. To talk about okay. Trevor's story, I'll let you. I'll let you get into that before we wrap up. Again, uh, for everyone watching, everyone in the chat, we're gonna be on Patriots Beat, same just like the season. All se- all off season long, we're gonna do draft talk. We're gonna do Q and As. We're gonna do mocks. We're gonna go. We're gonna break down the NFL playoffs. It's gonna be all here. So make sure you follow us both on Twitter and subscribe to Patriots Press Pass because we're gonna be here all all off season long. And like Alex has said, um, it's gonna be my first off season here, but it really is an off season show. During the year, it's back and forth with recaps and uh, recaps and previews and all that, but this is where we get into the nitty-gritty, and that's that's why you're here. So make sure you subscribe and uh, you know, hang on with us here. Um, let's do Boston Sports Minute because I want to hear your thoughts on the Red Sox because we've gone up and down and up and down all offseason long. They let Xander Bogart's walk. We're pissed off. They signed Rafi Devers. Okay, we're back. But they let Bogarts go, and you think, oh, the middle infield is fine because they'll use Christian Arroyo at second base. And you can bump Trevor Story over to shortstop, but now Trevor Story just has surgery. He has UCL surgery today. Aye, aye, I call speak. it what it is. He had Tommy John surgery. Yeah, but it was like minor league Tommy John.
0: No, no. To be fair. Their shortstop, who's needed this for months, has to get Tommy we- John surgery and gets it in
1: January. They're- I guess I shouldn't give him the benefit of the doubt. So No, he has to, because they've done this loved.
0: before. Do you remember when right. Chris Sale got his Tommy John in 2020? March, yeah, after right, he was shut down in
1: August <laughs> for elbow issues. What's they the deal? Do... Is it their training staff? Is it the players? Like, what's the deal?
0: Well, it's I don't south, know. It's, I think it's the players. I think they listen to the players too much. There was a report out yeah. there that Trevor Story thought that with rest, he'd get better, but he did his own research.
1: I just Ridiculous. do your own research Barth. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> they, they, no, they, they the offseason season finally felt a little bit good, right? I know. And the reason they didn't pay Bogarts, the reason they don't pay any of these guys, their whole thing about not paying guys over 30 because of durability Story's Elbow has been an issue since
1: Colorado. You, you couldn't have just given Bogarts that contract. I know, it's ridiculous. Knowing that he's kind of nursing something all offseason? Right. it's so stupid.
0: First of all, just give Bogarts that deal. We're not even doing this. Right. Second of all, when you know Trevor Story's elbow is a time bomb, maybe up the ante instead of offering Bogarts whatever it was, like $160 million over five years, just not even in the ballpark. And third of all, when the guy you're banking on to help save face – it helps save the franchise after you let Bogarts go. When his elbow has an issue. Gee, Mike, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But maybe fix it. Yep. Maybe when the shortstop needs Tommy John. Don't sign the shortstop that needs Tommy John. Sign the shortstop that doesn't need Tommy John. But when you do sign the shortstop that needs Tommy John, get him Tommy John ridiculous ridiculous
1: one step forward
0: 20 steps
1: freaking backwards it's ridiculous uh you're probably gonna need a new microphone uh, after this episode barth you've done a lot of screaming into that thing um i'm like fighting but i'm with you too my voice has been worse all
0: day i'm just i'm just frustrated man
1: it's like uh what's the scenario where you, you hold in a cold for so long whether it's vacation or whatever and then finally you're off it's like the Patriots. Oh, the no,
0: season. I I, I always get sick at the end of the season. I always exactly. It all, it all comes back. No, but look, and, and I, I, I'll i tell you what Red Sox fans are going to do. They're going to compare it to Robert Williams. Because remember Robert Williams got like, uh-huh. we all said the same thing about Robert Williams. When we found out like a week before training camp, he needed that knee procedure. Right. Why didn't they get the Thunderler in the offseason? Well, the difference is the Celtics had the wiggle room. Of being the yeah, best exactly. freaking team in the NBA, and they can get right. off to a hot start in a league where it's easier to make the playoffs than any other league. Right? It's not the same. Just again,
1: it's...
0: when your players need surgery,
1: just tell get them to get the surgery. Right? When guys tear their ACL in the NFL, they're literally on the on the freaking operating room table like the next morning after the game. No, maybe with rest, it feels better though. Ridiculous. Story. It's, it's ridiculous so that's where we're at we're back on the uh back on the bad stuff with boston sports um as far as patriots beat goes in this offseason like i said we're gonna be here all offseason but uh we're gonna be back on thursday we're gonna do uh we'll preview the nfl playoffs because those actually happen still even though the patriots aren't in it um super wild card weekend coming up so we'll preview all those games we'll also do a QA on thursday um we answered what we think is are the Patriots problems heading the offseason, but we also want to hear from you guys in the chat. So make sure you come on Thursday, ask us questions, what y'all think the Patriots should do, what you want to hear from us, uh, bring it all. It's all on the table. And that'll be Thursday afternoon back here on Patriots beat. So until then follow Alex on Twitter at real, real Alex Barth, read all his stuff on 95, the sports up.com. You can check out all my stuff on my Twitter at Mike Cadlick and read my stuff at dot media.com too. So, uh, Patriots offseason, it's back. Patriots did not qualify for postseason, so we are on to 2023.